All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Travis Hoyg. Brian Shesko. Almost sounded like Travis White, the way you said that. Well, it's mostly just because I was... It could be was, your, your pod name, Travis White. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be it. That'll be it. No, I was I was honestly just trying to pause a little bit. Yeah. Because last time we went too fast for you and it threw you off and I felt Got like you. you just never recovered. I, well, I rarely ever recover from anything at this point. Everyone, welcome to week three edition of the FPL America podcast. Travis White, the best drummer uh, for Fallout Boy. Did you just Google that? <laughs> no, I did Google anything. That's so made, and that's a made up. That's made up. I just thought Travis White. Yeah. As I'm sitting there thinking right. about it, just sound like a good drummer name. Yeah, Travis. Right. Travis. Uh, Bar- uh, it's because tra- of Travis yeah, White. Yeah, yeah, that's I the get problem. You. So much to talk about. Match week three. Uh, so many storylines that need to be covered. We really, really hope to do it faster. Than we did last week. Stop but, it. Hey, whatever. I mean, who who am I kidding? Right? Every week I'm like, hey, let's just do it a little bit quicker. Then it just, you know, it takes Tracks over and, and we enjoy what we do. And, and then it's the Bowman a good Brothers time. kicks in and then we're still here <laughs> yeah. at 1045. This is absolute facts. Look, before we get started, I was not as in tune with the Premier League this weekend, Brian, as I normally am, because I met up with some friends down in the Outer Banks and did some fishing and golfing. Friday, Saturday, and then some Sunday. So I was, I was in and out. Outer of, Banks, like the Netflix television show. Yes, which, I unlike was, the Netflix television show, you were actually in the Outer Banks. You were not filming your fishing trip and golf trip in like Turks and Caicos or wherever. Correct. They, wherever no, they for filmed. sure. We were actually in. Uh, we we were in Manio. Uh, I have a, a friend who has a house down there uh, with a boat. And so we were living our best kook life. But you were all, as, but you were with a ton of college coeds, male and female. Unfortunately, not true. It was just oh. sausage fest, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was just guys. It was just old men, guys. At this point, we're all old men. But it was a fantastic probably, time. Probably more like I don't probably know which like, way to go on this. To, probably to more key like in on uh, the sausage fest. So well, the fact I, I, that I, I know so much old, about uh, Outer Banks the old, TV show. Old guys, probably more like uh, Little Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> I cut the, I cut the sausage fest. <laughs> what? Now, oh, right, fine. I'll leave it in at this you point. I'll now. leave it in because you said Little Smokies. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
sauce and fish. I never. I realized this weekend. I've, I've gone fishing plenty. Never noticed. Never caught or seen anyone catch a flounder. You ever caught a flounder? Absolutely oh, yeah. not. Um, no. I yeah. Travis. So yeah, so that was Travis pretty cool. Is a, I done also, a lot of fishing. Travis listen, is a, he's a man of the world. He's been he's fair. been out and he's been out and about. He's, so I'm not surprised at all. I'm not oh, surprised at all to find out that he's caught a flounder. Another thing, Travis. Oh, fish. I mean, not true. I, Animal Crossing. I caught like a thousand. Oh, oh. yeah. I know are exactly we, what. Are, are we counting that? Yeah. Well, in that case, I've caught like I've probably caught I, like ten thousand. Travis, have you oh, ever geez. been to the Outer Banks? Yes. Okay. So what thing that freaked me out was I'd been down there multiple times before. Never paid attention well this is the second time i've fished in the in the sound and in the channel um we didn't go open ocean but there's plenty of places around the outer banks to not go open ocean okay and fish offshore as they, they as they say so or not or onshore fish onshore or inshore wait you so you weren't in a boat in a boat okay okay wait, in a boat so, wait what so, so it would be offshore then yeah not not out in the ocean deep this was yeah in the sound and okay. around the, it's not marsh. Well, you, you can't swim, the, so the grass, is, that's no. But this thing was this blew my mind because they have these huge long bridges that go over this yeah. stuff, and you're passing all this water, dude. It's like at the most twelve foot deep. Most of the places around in there are three and four and five or three to five foot deep. Like wow. you can jump up at jump out and stand, and it just is so weird because it's so vast. Yeah. That. You just never comprehend that, like it's not deep water, and you can see the sharks coming from really far away. Sharks don't even really come in there; they probably, probably do. too warm. Dol- the dolphins do from all the pee there. Yeah, from the co Dolphins Fisher- swim through there. Fishermen, fishermen, fishermen's pee keeps the sharks okay. this away. Is gone. <laughs> this is now. This is actually gone Outer places. Banks, Outer Banks fisherman slogan. Okay. This is fantastic. I thought that was right. Gorton's fisherman slogan. <laughs> Brian. Might, might also be. <laughs> lead us into this week. Well, it's, with game week three is in the books. With Dave, you have a wild card to talk about. There was a lot of, you're right. There was a lot of stuff that happened. Let's talk about <laughs> what happened in it in game week three. None of it was good for Dave. First game of the week. Let's dive on Travis's squad. Arguably the most look forward to matchup of the week. Oh, I thought you meant the actual chronological first match. Cause then yeah, like, same. When did Travis switch to Chelsea? All right. No, no, Luton. Oh, I'm the big Ross Bar- fine, Barkley fan. Fine. I wanted to go interesting first. We'll go to suck Chelsea and Luton first. <laughs> Here we go. Friday matchup. Chelsea Luton. Uh, you know, I know I know how Scott feels when he has some form of an agenda and you guys... Normally me Wait, blow it up. So what was your agenda? Just to talk about most interesting to least interesting? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's not that's that complicated of a strategy. Chelsea, three. Luton, zero. Friday matchup. If you didn't check your, your fantasy team, you might have missed a deadline and or not been ready. Chelsea, three. Nico Jackson gets on the board. I was going to say. And Raheem Sterling makes his mark on the yeah. fantasy season. Brian, your boy. And yeah, that is for sure. Uh, he is over nine percent selected now. He was two point two percent when we talked yeah. about him last week. He is but, going to increase in price tonight. Yeah, brace and assist and three bonus and nineteen points will get that for you. Five but, times more people picking you when you do scores like that. That's for sure. Are you going? But to but he's been playing really well. I mean, I, this is just the culmination, right, of, oh. of the performances we've seen so far in week I, one and two? I, I yeah, think he's so, been playing fine. What's, I, so, what's so funny about it is, I mean, there were Chelsea people in preseason. They were talking about what a dud he was in their in their preseason tour, 
how it didn't look like he had the capability yeah. of stepping up and that he not that he was washed, but that he wouldn't get back to like the levels that we'd seen from him in previous seasons. Do you see the same people that were saying Kai Havertz was like the next coming of you know, it, DDA Drogba. It could be. It was, but I just feel like there was that sense of like, well, now He's there's not. a ton of competition. Dave. There's a ton of attacking options here. Can he keep his place? And for three weeks, yeah, like, you know, uh, somebody pointed it out earlier. If Enzo Fernandez uh, makes that penalty last week, Raheem Sterling's the highest scoring midfielder in the game. So. Yeah, but it's mainly off one game against the worst team in the championship. But, see, I, again, I say his performances are leading to this. I think he's on a run. I wildcarded. I picked him up. It, it's so much like I picked him up yesterday before because I was worried about a price increase because he played that well. Well, it's it, weird because, Dave, which do you believe that the first two matches where he took one total shot or what or a game against Luton where he takes five? You know, shots were a problem, but he corrects it by uh, – five shots and puts three on target. I'm willing to make a Sterling bet. I'll take that bet. Whatever. Okay. So so the bet, this is, I mean, this is the first, I'm not a hater. I just don't like one game. Cause he pops on Luton. Yeah. I looked at his XG and XA in the other games. They, they, all right. Between from game. We'll just do it in this run. Cause the reason why everyone was considering him, the reason why is that everything. Yes. From game weeks, four to eight, Mm -hmm. that's five. Sterling. Uh, so he scored 19 prior to this. He had almost nothing. So what, what, what what number do you want? It's five games against Nottingham forest, Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham and Burnley. You got to be kidding me! Like, seriously, there's one game in there well, that, that they're that, they, that they even, even have a chance have, of not playing well. Raheem Sterling have 50 fan FPL points by game by the time he plays your guys in game. So how many? Okay, so what? He's got 19, 21, 23. So you're saying 27 fantasy points by match week eight. He's got um, 23. Will he score 27 points in the next no, five games? I say no. 20? It'll be close. That's that's a lot. It'll be close. I don't. All right. I, do you want to make it? In, you want to make it more round? Do you want to make it 25 points? Interestingly enough, my my I my mental note was 25. I was going to go with 27 if he was going to take. He it. averages. But five I'll take. I'll take the. I'll take 25 and under. The, some of the best competition he's going to face and anyone's going to face all season. Will he have? Will he score 25 points in the next? Five no, game? I say no. Yeah, I would. I would. T- I, I would take twenty five. Fine, 20, I'll take twenty four and a half. Twenty four and a half. I'll yes, take twenty four and a half. Twenty four and a half is your number. There it is. <laughs> Write it, it down. In. That's the, yeah. I love it. I, I think yeah. that's good. I honestly think he will. I don't. I don't. I. I. And again, I'm not throwing shade on him. It just, um, Travis. He hadn't been clinical in so long, and it just took a. You're you're not took, wrong. It's took. You're not Luton wrong to bring it to. Give make a blip happen. So that's this, that's this where I live. This is a guy that hated life at City, moved to Chelsea, and hated has had life. ten coaches since uh, he moved. Agree completely. He hated all of them. He's finally in a system that he likes with a with a manager that he likes. He's playing well, and honestly, he's he's a veteran. This is not some kid. I guess I'm that from it, Missouri. It, it, you got to show me, man. You got to show me. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. Missouri's a show me show state. Me state. Oh, yeah, Some people yeah, know. I know exactly what it is. All right. Uh, anyway, I off moving off of Sterling, uh, 
Gusto, well, Brian makes. Well, I was going to say, unless so, you have you got something else on Sterling. Well, no, just that, just that the the Chelsea, Chelsea comprehensively was you know we, everyone talked about the the fixture turn. We talked about it last week and kind of the question of which way are you going to go? Like everyone had kind of had Chilwell in there from the beginning or was trying to get Chilwell in uh, from the beginning. Uh, I would say that I think that's a decision to make. Like, you know, do you want to fill your three Chelsea spots here? And I think that's the question with, with Gusto. And I think a lot of people are cautioning on getting him right away, which to me, I've, I've already ignored that advice because I've done the exact opposite of what I've been saying for three weeks, which is don't make any early transfers. I made an early transfer. But Gusto, like people cautioning about, like, well, Reese James's injury, like he'll, he'll be back. Like maybe the most you get is two more starts out of Gusto, which, which first of all, they're against Nottingham Forest at home and Bournemouth away. So, Okay, I get two more from my 4.0 defender. Four also, point, 4.1. Well, yeah. now, what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. functionally 4.0. Right, right, right. but, but And then, second, it's Reese James we're talking about here. I don't know how the Gusto doesn't matter the rest of the season. What's really James going to do? Stay healthy? What's well, the thing? Uh, like, I'm not... I, I, <laughs> I dare you, this, Reece James. I very well could have made this the, the Reese James seed for the past three seasons. I I want him like everyone else. I want him to be fit and I want yeah. him to play. He couldn't make it out of the out of preseason without a knock. He can't he gets fit and then can't make it out of game 1 without getting another yeah. injury. Like if this guy's not plagued by injury, I don't know what I don't know what surgery can correct it. I don't know what he can do differently. I don't know how it's not going to pop back up again. The third thing on Gusto, like I said, functionally a four-zero defender. He's a he if he's starting and playing in these next five games, and he's probably going to go down to four once James comes back. So you pick him up, you throw him in your in your last bench spot, right? I, I, yeah, that's why I'm like, what difference does it make? He's going to go up at least two, you know, another. He'll go up another tenth before this game week starts. Yeah. So if you already picked him up, you're going to gain a tenth of of real value on him before anything else happens. Um, look, the, the question, Dave and Travis is this. So you have, do you have Chilwell? I do. Yes. So a lot of people do. What's the percentage on Chilwell? If only there was a way 31.9% selected on Ben Chilwell. That's, that's big. Okay. So then you're, you're taking up another Chelsea spot with Gusto through three game weeks. Of course, Gusto did not start game week one. Uh, ben Shilwell has one assist. He has 15 touches in the box. He has 14 points on four shots and seven chances created and has taken has one big scoring chance. Yeah. And if he doesn't do the dumbest pass to his to his right in history in this game, we're talking about him having the big, enormous defensive game here and not Gusto. I just want to say that Gusto's got two assists, and he's created two total chances. And I just, like, he's been in the box three times in three games. So I'm not saying that he's a bad choice. I'm saying he's not a bad choice because he's four. I think that's a real question, especially if you have your wild card open right now, Travis. 
whether you use a spot for him. If you want to yeah. gain the money, sure. If you have no other fires to put out or whatever, and you just want to have that or whatever, I guess the like because for me, I think if I had to pick, it would be Chilwell, Sterling, Nicholas Jackson. You're so my, smart. As my three. Well, I'm just saying. That's, that's what I have right now. I do have my wild card open, and that's who I have currently. I that's think exactly I would. That's what I'm have. saying. I think I would rather do that. Like I bought Gusto because I had I had Luke Shaw. Yeah. And so it was. I did uh, credit to League Drew. He did this before the Friday deadline. Took out Luke Shaw and played Gusto. Started him this week. So great job getting those points, League Drew. But to me, I just don't like. I, I'm not like. There's something like more. I don't know. There's just something more exciting about making your three Chelsea spots the three most attacking Chelsea options. Yeah. Gusto is, uh, I think is fine, but I just, uh, to me, I just feel like, I, I, don't, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just not counting on clean sheets. Chilwell's the obvious attacking man. And then I think I would just rather have Nicholas Jackson and Raheem Sterling if I had to pick three. And that's why I'm just, I'm just saying it as Gusto is, I think he's, I think he's taking up a spot unnecessarily from the, your Chelsea options. Travis, defend but, your Chelsea options yeah. wild card quickly. Well, no, I mean, I've had Nico Jackson from the beginning. I'll, I'll continue to ride him. The goal only helps that. I think he's been very wasteful um, up until this game week, but he's also settling into the Premier one, League. 117, right? And his yeah. uh, goals, again, it took a juicy match against Luton for him to actually get on the scoreboard. Right. And, and that's, I think, the biggest thing, to Brian's earlier point the matchups are not going to get significantly worse. Um, he's got a good run going. All Chelsea as a whole does. I think having three Chelsea players is not a bad idea at this point. Um, early season Forest and mm-hmm. early season Bournemouth before they are dinged up. They're both sure. teams are giving whoever they play. Uh, you better come pack your lunch today. Effort. Yeah. So for I'm sure. Just, late season, different. Yeah. Early season Forest no, Bournemouth. I, I agree. I don't I, think those are as easy matchups as they look on paper. Well, no, and I don't no. think I think you saw with Nottingham Forest against United, like they are, yeah, they're coming to play for yeah. sure. So I, I, yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm not as enthused about the clean sheet potential. Yeah, I, even again, though the matchups attacking. are on paper, the matchups are amazing. Yep. I just Travis, no, you feel I, like I'm, you I'm going attacking. They're, they are. Yeah. They are. All these teams are leaking goals like crazy, though. Like, ultimately, Nottingham Forest is getting scored on regularly. Bournemouth getting scored on regularly already through through this. So while they are tough to, to play, they're not they're not holding clean sheets. So I'm not overly concerned about that because, again, the Chelsea options are the attacking options, to your point, right? So you want Chilwell, you want Sterling, okay. you want Jackson. I, I think that's the, that's the route I'm I, – I don't – that's not going to change. I have no plans to change that. Fair enough. Luton – Continues to just get sacrificed. Yeah, there's no way they don't go down. They 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 have to go Um, down. uh, Did they even spend money? Is what I'm wondering. Anyways, all that being said, next match: Spurs two, Bournemouth zero. The Spurs defense continues to be the most clean sheetiest, best defense in the league. Brian, I uh, fantasy wise, this game killed me because I on my wild card brought in uh which I decided late after the pod last week. I think I mentioned it on the pod I might do it. I think Brian you didn't think I would. 
but I did do it. I just loved the matchups of the guys that I grabbed, and um, it did not work out for me this week. Uh, am I scared? No. Uh, I think it was a blip, but Udogi, uh, unfortunately for me, because I'm a silly person, was buried on my bench and never had a chance to bring his 12 points in. That would have been nice to have. Mm. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of discussion about whether to start him or, you know, an Arsenal defender or somebody else this weekend. And I, we can talk about your team when we get there, Dave. I still am not really sure what the appeal of an Arsenal defender is anyway. Everybody went to them like it was a guarantee for points, and I'm not sure why. Mm. But then uh, the positioning for Udagi uh, is the thing that, like it's the reason why, like as defense template is going now, I'm not sure how he isn't on it. Assist, clean sheet, twelve points to finish the weekend. Uh, so there is the uh, he did kick the ground apparently. Uh, that's what at least what Ange says because uh, he was subbed early. Oh, Ange, big Ange, 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 Pasta Coglu. Oh. I think he just kicked the ground, from what I understand. He didn't want to come off, but the way the rules are at the moment, they go off for 30 seconds. I thought it was better to put on uh, Benny, uh, Ben Davis, uh, to keep the tempo. But speaking to him now, he's fine. That was Angie's comments after the match. Okay. Uh, to me, I don't think doggy, there's any, I think she should just ignore whatever, if, even if there's a triangle on him. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, the best attacking comp for him so far, I'm not kidding, uh, at least by average pitch position, uh, Purvis Estupinian. He and Estupinian have a nearly identical average pitch position through the first three game weeks. Estupinian is ending in the box more frequently than Udagi, but otherwise the heat maps are pretty similar. And then, as far as average pitch position, they're almost identical. All of that information coming to you from, as usual, Fantasy Fix. What's their website? Why can't I remember it? Fantasyfootballfix.com. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, and their heat, their player heat map uh, comparison tool is really cool. Uh, and that's where you can see that kind of thing if you want to get on that website. Um, yeah, Dave, you could just say Spurs Defender is maybe template too because mm. Christian Romero, three clean – well, two clean sheets and then – he scored in game week one, so he got you a seven, a six, and a seven in the first three game weeks. That's amazing. Um, yeah, he's. I don't know. I. I'm not. I would never go to him. Romero. Why not? Like I just. Why? Why do I want two? I don't want. Two. Oh, okay. You, okay. Fair enough. You already got one. If you got one, if you're picking one, you're. They're the same price. Yeah. It'd be different if Udagi was five and Romero was four point six, and then you would say, "All right, well, I'll just maybe I can." save some some money or whatever plus romero's goal i mean it was the it was the bullet the bullet free kick yeah. that accidentally hit him in the face that concussed yeah. him out of the game <laughs> that was pretty entertaining and then uh he's like uh two shots one shot on goal so he's been in the box twice touched the ball in the box twice and one of okay. them again was accidental face shot. So if you're choosing one, Udagi's not even stats a, not, not, even not even a question. Not even a question okay. of Spurs defenders. You're picking Udagi, right. unless something happens where Pedro Poro or Emerson Royal uh, take over full time the okay. other side of the field. 
gotcha. if they do that, then okay. then you want I would say in this system you want Spurs wingbacks. And I but otherwise I think you're you're good just to have one. Brian, tell me about James Madison. Is he a must own? What's going on with that? Seven six twenty two fantasy ask, points ask Mr. nine three ten. Travis White. <laughs> ask Mr. Wildcard over here. Is James Madison in your wildcard team? He's not. Defend wow. that. Oh, all right. Um, I'm keeping Salah. I think that's really the, the, oh, the okay, kicker. So for there's me. no other option between it's either Madison or Salah? No. Uh, I've got Diaby coming in because I think okay. he's the real deal. And I, I that, dropped no. him out of my no. team leading into week one. I regretted it. And I think um, Embuemo is still relevant as well. Um, we've already talked about Sterling and Saka. So my my five are Saka, Embuemo, Sterling, Salah, Diaby. Huh. I think that collectively is is good. I like that. I like that. It's first of all, it's different, and second of all, I don't, I don't. There's not a problem there. I mean, the only problem is for Dave, who is one uh, notoriously hateful toward Mo Salah, and two, um, it's true. I don't think probably is not enough, not enough Arsenal midfield for you either. But, um, well, I did sell Martinelli in order to make that happen, though. A lot of people are selling him. Um, that just that Salah for I know. I mean, it's just cost. Cost and output, but nine. What is it? Nine straight matches with a goal involvement. I think that's the stat on Salah. But either way, yeah. three straight fives. I mean, if nothing else, it's consistent. You can probably feel like you're going to count on it. But Travis, yeah. uh, as a Jota owner who did not start this week, and we'll get to that, but I feel like it's relevant here with Madison. That is a transfer I could do this week. Uh, apples for apples here. Who's the better own, Jota or Madison? I feel like obviously Madison, right? I mean, Jota didn't even start, and he's not injured. You mean Jada? Jada. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I mispronounced it again. Uh, in, in my face. Madison's a better own. Um, I, I think. I think he's gonna. I think uh, Jota's gonna get less minutes um, after that Nunez performance. Nunez will not start. Well, well I, let's not talk too much Liverpool yet. But, I, just I, wanted, think, I just wanted I, I your think, input on that. I think Jota's going to get right. less minutes. I think Madison's the own, at least at least right now. First okay. of all, we might as well take this moment to just say, I don't know what, I don't know how else there is to say making transfers not on a wild card or, or a free hit, making them early in the game week. Uh, yeah. I, I do not understand the like, compulsion pump, for, pump I do not understand the compulsion to do that. As you watch the prices, like, just tick on up. Uh, and then realize that James Madison is the reason that you don't jump early on something. You see news, we talked about it last week, news that he leaves the, the, the previous yeah. match on crutches. You don't get news about it until late, it was like late Thursday, until yeah. you heard anything, and even then it was that he was back in training. Yeah. And that he might be fit, and then even the, even on Friday it was he's definitely available, but whether or not he's going to start is t- TBD. The and then and on Saturday it's injury. What injury? Yeah, he's he, good enough to play seventy two minutes and score score a ten for you. Your point's well taken on bailing on people, but I I made a big big to do about it on Slack this week um, about jumping on guys before their prices go up. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like um, 
you know, you definitely don't want to sell, sell, sell really quickly based off of early and early while the game week's still going on. Just to well, avoid a drop. I, I would think a popular transfer this week would have been Madison to Foden, knowing that Foden's yeah. price went up, and then you don't find out until yeah. way after the fact that Foden's got an illness. Yeah. So that's a like a. I mean, great, you get a return, but you it's a but you of, right, you traded a ten it, for a five yeah. or a four. In, yeah, because the game Bournemouth Spurs, let's continue to live in this world, and and or let's leave it. I'm just saying, like, like for example, Spurs are one of the teams who have an EFL Cup match midweek. So you're going to find out after, I don't know, Tuesday, right. after probably Wednesday or Thursday. The only other thing, too, is Madison's price is continuing to go up. He's due a price rise this evening. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he will. So with that being said, as the money is tighter... Typically in the beginning of the season, although we've said if you choose not to go with one of the top guys, the money becomes a lot easier. There's so many good midfielder, lower-priced yeah, right. options. So, anyways, that being said, you're right. If you can wait, wait. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, think that's I, I, mean I, I don't think anyone's going to. But, yeah, I just – to me, I think there's – there is some – there are plenty of, you know, savvy managers out there who are just going to say – all right, I'll eat a couple of tents on this guy and wait till Thursday. At least like at least get one press conference to find out if there's something that happened. Ideally, you're not making the transfer until Friday cuz then you're going to get more you know, more information you can get the better. The thing with Madison, I mean, this week he could have had an even bigger week. He finished there are two big chances. You you want him to have, you know, Yeah. He's he he's taking a little, you know, I don't think he's going to shoot as much as, you know, as much as the other guys, but he's getting enough. Not really waiting for that necessarily for him to fill up the stat sheet with shots, but he's not in the box as much as I maybe would have expected. He has five five total box touches through three games, and he's only created one chance, which I feel like that's a little bit odd too. Yeah, but uh, the way the team's cooking uh, to me, it's that plus green uh, to me green fixtures: Burnley, Sheffield, Arsenal, Liverpool, whatever. All green. Luton, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. I mean, you got, like, you can, to me, a, a, a Spurs team that's playing like this, who cares if they play Arsenal and Liverpool back-to-back? So what? It's so a North, North London Dar- derby, and then uh, and then they get Liverpool in, with, with no in London. Yeah. So, I t- like, I, I don't see really anything all that bad about it. Dominic Solanke for Bournemouth. Is he the only ownable asset if you really wanted to and you really have to want it hard? Yes, absolutely. The okay. only one. I, I needed a cheap forward, um, and I really, really like the look of Semenyo. Um, he okay. is he's just a just a horse. The guy is just built like a tank. He runs hard. He plays hard. He's got a, he's got a goal already this season, um, and an assist. He's honestly he reminds me a lot. He's just so raw. Reminds me a lot of Antonio in the way that he plays and. He's just—he's gonna pop up. Okay. He's gonna score, score more. You I, own I, I him? Need, he's in my wild card oh, again. I need—I needed a four-five. Okay. Chal Pedro's on the decline. I'm taking a punt on this guy. He's—he's he's fun to watch. So I—I'm just giving myself a reason to root for him. Huh? Awesome. I like that. Arsenal two, Fulham. Oh, uh, last thing on <laughs> no, just that on Spurs, Sar uh, comes in that with is, another yes. assist this week. So just the, another another right. return. Uh, for somebody who is like, I don't know what formation you're gonna yeah. have, but if you if you're making a if you're picking a fifth yeah. midfielder who's cheap, 
I don't know how you don't. So the only, I mean, obviously the only he issue he got subbed is, again at fifty nine. Right, yeah. that's what I mean. The, the only issue is minutes, but okay. I don't. But again, for someone who's four point five, and somebody who's a talent that they like, they adore. I don't think he he's not a bad. Not I like bad the cut player. of his jib, yeah, as Matthew Matthew Barry would say. <laughs> Arsenal two, Fulham two. This kind of ruined my weekend. <laughs> uh, in my face, Brian. Actually, did not ruin my weekend. I had a great time, but it put a damper Vienna on sausage my weekend. weekend. Dave, um, yeah, why? The, there's a lot to talk how about. How are here. they dropping points this early? Yeah, against ten man Fulham, a team that I can't think of the number of pundits who are talking about this. Who are like, how can I get more Arsenal coverage here? Well, ten man from the eighty third minute on. Okay. Just go there. It wasn't like they uh, right. okay. pulled a Liverpool, the anti-Liverpool. That's uh, a good first weekend. excuse, but keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't like so. <laughs> there's a lot of Arsenal people wondering uh, what's Arteta doing. So he's never done this type of managing before. He never like the whole Gabriel thing. Now three games in a row where he's not starting. Mm-hmm. Like this was never practiced one time in preseason. And so everyone thought maybe it was just tactical. He said it was tactical. So it's like, okay, we buy it for one game. Maybe we buy it for two games. Third game in a row, it's like, okay, what else is going on here? So I don't know what's going on there, but they... Arse blog doesn't have anything to... Uh, no, no light to shed on this? Probably. I, Team News and Ticks is an Arsenal guy, right? He is. He is. I haven't looked. Let me look here. If only there was a way. <laughs> I can I could see if he he listen he rarely tweets but when he tweets it usually is a hammer. Yeah, you got to be careful uh, with the, with the with the Arsenal uh, Twitter. If you if you were to look up the the hashtag for this game just to you know find out what happened, you're gonna, it, it'd be you're full gonna arse. Up, you're gonna end up with a lot of full oh, arse stuff, which is just, yeah, you know, it's a mixed bag. And, no, I I think there's a, the 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 problem here is it and this is a growing groundswell with Arsenal fans. And I and I have a hard time believing that this isn't true. Arteta out. They're oh, he's no. trying to get Kai Havertz on the pitch. Why wouldn't he? He's he's, he's amazing. In in doing so, he's talent. unwilling so next to, to let go of Partey. So Partey moves back. Yeah, and they and then when they have possession, Which is not a bad, can, that's not that's legitimately no, it's not a bad fine. Move. But what it's doing is it it's continuing to remove. Uh, a, a back pairing of center backs who have been really good in Gabriel and, and Saliba. Dave, and go it's ahead. screwing things up. I think it's screwing things up. Dave, true or false, there are two Arsenal defenders currently in the top five of defender selection percentage. Saliba and Ben White. Uh, are, I'm asking you, do you think there are? Do true I or think false, there are? There are, there are two, are, true or um, false, there are two Arsenal defenders in the top five selected? selection percentage defenders. The way the question begs the answer to be yes, although I would say no, and it shouldn't be. There are. Yeah. It's Saliba and Gabriel. Yeah. Are four <laughs> and five. All those dead dudes. For selection. Man. Saliba and Gabriel. Wow! Wow! Gabriel's the fifth most selected defender. Hasn't started they're, a match yet. They're willing, and, and it's not the going to change because Botman is sixth, and Botman's got a triangle. He he left 
injured for Newcastle against your guys, Travis. Yeah, I, I think he'll be back, though. Gabriel should be owned 0.0%. One hundred, yeah, no doubt. This, Gabriel is Gabriel is this season's Chalar Soyuncu. Why did anyone ever have that guy in the first place? Mm. I genuinely oh, do not. Well, I, no, I do coming not under- into this season, I don't understand. Gabriel it. started seventy three straight games. Still don't understand it. I agree. There was a fascination there. Now, I do want to defend my club a little bit here. Seventy one percent possession, eleven shots on target, nineteen shots. Leno made eight saves, and uh, so it wasn't like they weren't going after it, but they what, didn't. Do you feel like that? It. I mean, did you watch it? Yes. yes, I watched. So, it. what was the? I mean, where's the where's the letdown? How in the world do you get this? Who scored the equalizer? Polinia. Well, you, yes. you can't give was up Polinia that did. It See, everyone talked about what Polinia was going to make a difference for Fulham, and sure enough, you can't. He did you? You can't give up in yeah. in the first a goal in the first minute of a game. So that that pass from Saka, that was heartbreaking. Right? Can you believe that Andreas Pereira is? Potentially a thing again. I don't no, believe it. I can't. It's nah. hard to believe that at all. So look, yes, it's horrible draw, drop points, and it, two two it, more things, Dave. Yeah, the first big news I think first of all is Saka back on pens, baby. I no. mean, he was never off. He just clearly the Arsenal being generous. Mid, clear, clearly the Arsenal midfielder to have again this week slash for now. No, I like. I feel like that was a relief. Yeah, I think for a lot of people to see that. That well, was, I had it really Saka. Was a, it really was a one-off. I had Saka and Odegaard in the match, so it didn't matter to me who took the penalty. I was going to be getting he wild cards. Points. He puts in two Arsenal midfielders. How'd that work out? Do you want? Can I give you the numbers real quick? Yeah. So far this season, Saka versus Odegaard, nine shots each, four shots on target each. Who's created more chances? Probably Saka, surprisingly. Saka, nine. How many for Odegaard? More or less than five? I would say more than five. No, But the two. question begs two. less than two. five. Two. Nine chances created for Saka. Two for Odegaard. He's, uh... Zero big chances created for Odegaard. Is he a creative guy for you or not? Yes. Okay. When is it going to turn? He also likes to score. Okay, well, he's shooting just as much as Saka is, putting him on target, but he's not creating as much. Kai Havertz is in the way. I just, I mean, I just wonder. And then when you have lineups, like, how is it going to change? Will it go back? Will it go back more normally whenever Jesus starts? Presumably, if not next match, first match after international break. I just hope he realizes that, like, like it's not going great. They, they drop points here, but they haven't looked good yet. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the more concerning things. Is yeah, you're you're working in, you know, Declan Rice. You're working in Havertz, and and then you got other, you know, a couple other new guys in there. I just I just think that that's just. And here's the thing, maybe we miss Jaka more than we want to admit. <laughs> maybe. So. You have like a. It's just such a mixed bag. It's like an off and on week every week for the next, I don't know, six weeks or whatever, where you're like, I could I could play my Arsenal defenders against them. And then the week after that, you're like, I don't think I want to start my Arsenal defenders against them. Are you keeping a clean sheet against Manchester United? Maybe. 
Depends on which United shows up. Are you Everton the week after that, after the international break? Yeah, you're probably getting a clean sheet there. Home against Spurs, you keeping a clean sheet? The, that game's usually not zero. Never, zero. never happening. You're at Bournemouth. That's an iffy clean sheet for you. Home to Manchester City, you keeping a clean sheet against the the champs? You're not scoring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you're at Chelsea. You keeping a clean sheet at Chelsea? Screw Chelsea. I don't think you are. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, are you moving to? What I'm asking is, are you moving to Ramsdale or to an Arsenal defender now? No, I would not move now. If you don't own okay. them, I do, would I still not. Still, I'm them. not. I genuinely don't understand what the appeal was to. I I I see this. I see the fixtures. I had one to start. I wish Timber had not. Uh, torn an ACL, yeah. which is the dumbest injury ever. I would like to have seen what he could have done in this team. Last thing, is Ramsdale in trouble? I don't know. Okay. I wish I had a better answer than that, but I don't know. I Would you be surprised if Raya is starting? Nothing will surprise me Soon. with when at this point. Arsenal is with keepers, though. That's, that's what I'm at, is ultimately they've had great keepers that they have passed on because they weren't working. And they're not scared to pull a trigger on a keeper. Afraid. You guys had Emiliano Martinez. Um, Dave, other thing. We're, what about the attacking lineup? Why Trossard? And uh, and and Kedia is is uh, uh, Dumpsville, right? You're you're throwing him away if you have him. Yeah, at FPL owning. Yeah, for sure. Even though I mean, he did get something, he got I mean, something. If you, if you went to him, you got you you love it because you got something. Absolutely. That is, he's got 18 fantasy points. He's got eight, five, five. He's got something all three matches. Right. So he's giving you a return. <clears throat> it's hard to believe that we would say, well, welcome to Dumpsville here. But you're not going, I mean, you can't possibly go to him. I mean, technically, he's one point behind Holland in fantasy scoring through three weeks of the season, yeah. which is seems kind of crazy. Yes, Jesus is coming back. And you would think that Enkedi is, but I think Enkedi is going to continue to sub on. And even when, in, even it sounds stupid because I wouldn't take a player just for a sub on appeal. And we'll get to Darwin in a minute, but numbers don't lie. Okay. In three games, he's, I don't think he's started at all. And he's come on and, and he's produced. He go up to five, six. <clears throat> yeah, he did. He's a five, so he's six. Five, yeah. Six. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like he'd be a, I can't imagine he's a big transfer in. Brentford won. Crystal Palace won. Okay. Brentford assets don't give you the returns that you were hoping for. I'm speaking to myself. And Buemo mm. and Visa weren't shooting much, and they got zero on the fantasy points. Two things about Crystal Palace. Uh, one, I think we need to downgrade uh, offenses playing against Crystal Palace. Okay. They are fourth in the league yeah. through three games in shots allowed from open play. They've allowed 25 shots from open play. City is first with 16. Chelsea is just ahead of them, and they've allowed 24. So Crystal Palace is fourth. They're fifth in XG against. So they are, they've allowed, uh, their XG against is, two, is an even two. Arsenal's is 1.93. They're just ahead of them. Sam Johnson has had didn't have to make a save against Brentford, and they've held Arsenal and Brentford to one goal each. Like I, I'm not really sure what like. It's interesting. They're well drilled. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Their their glaring weakness is that they are still it was hilarious. A Crystal Palace account said 
it's 2023 and and my god we're starting joel ward (laughs) (laughs) like that is like an obvious problem for them but whoever is playing on the right side attacking wise has to play against tyrick mitchell and he is locking guys down so embuemo did not have embuemo did not have joy on that side in this match and i think you blame tyrick mitchell for it it's kind of like in a way, I mean, I know it didn't really happen for United, but Juan Bas- Aaron Juan Basaka is going to do similar things. I mean, there's somebody that's got lockdown potential for certain teams, but man, that's the first thing. I just, like, I don't know, again, I don't know why playing at Selhurst Park, why is that green for a matchup rate? Does it look like it's it should be? It's not green. Ryan. It plain and simple isn't. So I just I don't I don't know why when you look at Crystal Palace you're like oh yeah here come the points and you're like probably not. Um. Uh, you have just uh, you went just to Embuemo. I have Embuemo Vista and I have Henry. Oh holy cow! You have any? You have Embuemo still? I have Embuemo. That's, that's it. it. Are you telling people to go to those guys? Uh, I would say yeah, I, absolutely. If you want, if you go to all three. I know how crazy that sounds. And maybe this is horrible, bad advice. But there, look, what I saw from the first two matchups was fun, a fun football team. And one that wasn't scared of anyone and was ready to go at it. Also, uh, I don't know. I feel like it gets lost in the shuffle so often. It's a London Derby. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still kind of. It's a small one, but it's still a derby. Yeah. So it's still a game that has history and that has a has like a history of ending 1-1. A better podcast might have been able to tell you that ahead of the match <laughs> last week. But, but it is. It's true. And so yeah, I think that was a match where you're like you probably should have downgraded a lot of those guys. Maybe you you could have probably held off bringing anyone in until this week, where they play Bournemouth at home, it's interesting because Brentford in week match week two played Fulham, kind of stomped on them three zero, yeah. and then so the next week match week three we see Brentford go into a matchup with Palace, doesn't seem to give the same result and or effort that they did the week before, and Fulham against Arsenal gives the complete opposite effort. Um, it's funny how you know obviously those teams. Maybe we're thinking different things going into the matches. Brent, Brentford was kind of feeling themselves. Palace brought them back down to earth. And Fulham got their butt kicked in training all week. Well, you got Wissa. I mean, he's still he's still the number one forward transfer in by some margin, even right now as we sit here, because he's he was about 15,000 ahead of Nicholas Jackson for transfers in. He's one of the three players from from Brentford who took two shots. Does your max for any player right. against Crystal Palace? So, and it's him and like Norgard. You know what I mean? It's like not Embuemo. Mm-hmm. Like so, and yet Embuemo is gonna get a price rise tonight. I think right. I think another. I think you're throwing. I think you're throwing the result out because the fixtures are still they're still pretty still, decent. I'd still overall they're good. You don't like coming out of the international break to go to Newcastle, but why they they can. To me, I feel like they're they're in that mid range, uh, fixture proof kind of. Here's the other thing, thing too that Brentford, um, especially when they played Spurs, 
what they loved to do in that first match was was counterattacks and and Buemo and Vesa counterattacking. Well, they they go into their game with Palace and they own the possession sixty or fifty nine point eight to forty point two. So their roles changed and they didn't have the same you know, Palace was just content to sit back and just let Brentford hold the hold the ball and they said, Well, you're just not gonna counter on us. Like we're Palace literally said, we're going to take away one of your strengths, which was on the counter. We're yeah. not going to give you the opportunity. There was, I mean, there was a good back and forth here. And Palace, I mean, Palace finishes with more shots. I mean, Palace finished with 15. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I would like to do a quiz here about Crystal Palace. Uh, who is tied with Erling Holland for the lead for most shots so far this season? The question you're asking, uh, the answer is it's a player from one of these two teams, Brian. Eze. You're right, Dave. It is Eberechi Eze from Crystal Palace. Your boy. He has 16 shots alongside Erling Holland that is so wild. far this season. This is a third match in a row where Eze should have finished. With a goal. No, minimum should have gotten you a return. Because this is two matches for in the season where he's had a corner kick put right on a defender's head that headed it down into the ground, and it took a miracle save to keep it out. And it happened again this week. Add that to Eze not getting the call for uh, party kicking him in the leg as he is going through the box against your guys. It's three weeks in a row it's for Eberechi Eze, who, who has dropped in price. This so far, you sound like a bitter gentleman I am, who owns as a furious and sounds bitter. Yes, that's I fair. Am. He's that's by fair. himself, he, and until they get help, he's uh, like. Well, Elise, uh, what's uh, Elise's deal? Yeah. He resigned. Well, Elise resigned with them, and he with torn hamstring. So it was the original diagnosis was like I don't know eight weeks or something like that from the from like end of June. So minimum, it's not until after the international break for at least to come back. He's looking for fitness because he's not doing anything. Uh, just there, if you, I'm sure you can find it. There's uh, just the audacity of Eze's touch. What he does, he had another one in this match where he just just casually gliding through people. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're passing to Edward and Mateta. And Jordan Ayew has as much chance of scoring at this point as anyone else on the team. Yeah, I, it's hard to justify. I'm not selling him. I won't. I easily should have, but I did not, and I'm not going to. You know. have drawn a line in the sand. Eh, well, yeah, in a way, but I just I look at it, and I'm like, for who? It's like I'd have to take a hit, especially now where he's going to be in probably a lot of the bus teams for most content creators this week because – Crystal Palace is playing home to Wolves this week. So, and then they're at Villa next week, and then they're home to Fulham the week after that. How am I selling the guy? He's the, he's the only thing that they've got. And and I don't know how else to say you're an inch away from returns in the first three matches. You end this up with just nothing. feels like well, Harvey, he Harvey Barnes all over He shouldn't again. have flopped against Arsenal in the box. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Everton, zero. Wolves, one. Gentlemen, is there anything to discuss here? Crystal Palace, Joachim Anderson is on your template team now, too. Because he scored this. He's he's the guy who scored. Yeah, it was an extremely extremely weird goal. But Uh, 
I mean, it happened nine, two, and an eleven. Yeah, he's one of your top scoring defenders for the season. Would so you own far. him? Do we need to? Does Travis need to consider bringing him in? I would say, I would prefer having him in my defense than I would have uh, Sam Johnston as my goalkeeper. So let me ask you this then: uh, Saliba, oh no, Mister Poo Poo all over Arsenal, or Anderson. Because that would be the that's who I'd have to send out. Well, I just told you who they're playing in the next three weeks, so the schedule's good, or Ish. at least good enough. Yeah. Like you, it's useful. Uh, I would say, game week one, he scores a nine. Dave, his game week one very easily should have been a it could have been a fifteen pointer. If it's not for I don't know who the Sheffield goalkeeper is offhand, but if not Bobby for a Hammer. save from him, you're talking about a goal, a clean sheet, and three bonus points for Joachim Anderson. He's got one goal on three total shots. I don't know what to tell you. It's Christian Romero, but at Crystal Palace. 0.11 XG. Does so, that do anything for so you? So what does Travis need to do? Does he need this, to, so if he's on a wild card, does I, Anderson need to be in his wild card? Out, bringing, bringing Anderson in. Me? No, no me. I, I if mean. it was me making the decision in your brain... I would take Joachim That's Anderson okay, over Okay, there Sariba. we go. I just, love it. Just on the grounds of... Ownership, 5%. Get the That's Arsenal probably. defense and goalkeeper out of my team. Get yeah. them out of here. Ramsdale there are never so many other options that I would rather have than those guys. I just don't believe in them right now. Everton, 0. Wolves, 1. Is there anything to discuss here, gentlemen? It was a weird game. Pretty much back and forth. I almost... I almost wrote how boring it was, but it wasn't actually that boring. It was kind of back and forth. Um, Dan Juma looked pretty good. He hit the post like twice. Oh, um, it's just, there's just lots and lots of Everton chances and no finishing. It was one of the most like ridiculously yeah. uh, like uh, just frustrating things to watch them just try, 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 get so close and end up with nothing. I'm seeing it out there. For, you know, there's other stats available out there. They're, I mean, unlucky is yeah the minimum you can say about and it. Saw played out they, uh, outrageously well. They haven't. They're. I mean, just for XG's sake, because we have to talk about it. By by, um, we're obligated to talk about it. Is that that the contract that you signed ahead of this season? Yes, three point six five XG from open play for Arsenal, or I mean for Everton. They have an XG of over one just on set pieces. They yeah, have zero set goals. Pieces I, mean, I don't like know. Like, just... I think I'm saying <sighs> despair alone feels like it's keeping them right? from scoring a goal this season. I don't know how they're going to do it. it. It just looks like it's, they're doomed. Is what it I doesn't feel. even. They, they it doesn't even so feel like weird. even if they get one that it's like oh finally toilet unclogged. No, uh, yeah, like the, now they're going to go on a roll or whatever. It just doesn't even. The floodgates are going to yeah. open. It's just like nope. It's still a grind. Dave Pedro Neto is is Wolves, and he mm. gets an assist on the on the winning goal. What's his, what's the player's name that scored the goal? I don't. Uh, I, I can't. I, say I his can't name. say it. Kalidzik. Brian, he's got he's multiple got syllables going over on the last that three, and that's a big boy. He's got multiple marks over the last three is, letters. Yeah, Kalidzik. How tall That'd is that be guy? my guess, but I'm, I would want to see it. Uh, no, Neto, uh, surprisingly, I think Neto is, by stats, one of your top 
top performers through the first three game weeks. It's just this I mean, is something I he doesn't get you any fantasy returns no, the first no. two weeks. He does here. Like I, what I'm saying is, uh, he's in your top. He's in the top five for chances for chance creation through the first through the first three games. So, but this is the problem. I was looking at this the other day just because like this is me being this is me being whiny for a second. Let me take um, let me let me put that on cuz I started getting whiny last week and I want to get whiny again. You buying anyone from Luton? Nope. Buying anyone from Sheffield? Nope. Buying anyone from Burnley? Nope. You buying an Everton player? Nope. You buying a Nottingham Forest player? Maybe. You're thinking about it only cuz Tywo keeps scoring goals. Yeah. You buying a Bournemouth player? Uh, probably not. But uh, Travis I mean, I made did, a good probably not good point not. for some some manios. Were you manios? buying a wolf? No. Are you buying a Fulham? No. All right. So that's half the league. Half the league. You are not. You are barely considering a player from half the league, mm-hmm. and that includes Pedro Neto, who we've seen be pretty good yep. at times already. We have so. Only now, only recently, like maybe you were thinking about Jared Bowen in week one. Maybe, maybe when you saw they signed James Ward Prowse, you're like, well, maybe he can kick a free kick here and there this season. He's playing great. He's playing amazing. Like West Ham now, all of a sudden, is like way on the radar. So, like, they're one of the lower, like, I'd say a a team that probably to start the season you weren't like crazy about, where now you're like, oh, geez, can I fit three of them in my team? And whoa, then whoa, whoa. after that, you're like, well, Brentford, Villa, Tottenham, Chelsea. Like, then you're starting to, like, as you ascend in the team, like the rest of the teams, you're like, I don't have to pick. I don't have to pick anyone from any of the bottom 10 of this league. And it's just, I feel like that's annoying. Like, I'm, I'm like, increasingly bothered by that. I feel like there's Ryan's wish, looking out for the, the little guy over I here. I hate it. I hate it that there's no underdog choice, period. It's almost like Scott's still here. I hate it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I get it. Neto, I get it. Look, one assist on ten chances created, two big chances created on the season. Are you buying him? He's five point five, and I am absolutely one hundred percent not buying him. I would not in a million years buy him. Okay, thanks for playing. I'm just saying this, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's annoying. He's not bad. It's just no they are not no good. One's that bad. <laughs> United three, Forest two, oh, Forest Dave, jumps is, up Dave, on the. Is, if there's ever been an in-your-face game for Dave Smith, this is my. This might be more in your face than Fulham, Fulham two, Arsenal two. When I saw that Forest was up two zero in the first four minutes of that game, I was just having, living my best life. I mean, it was just glorious. And Dagon United just grinded back. And then the guy himself, who I love to not like, ends mm-hmm. up scoring. And did, Dave, did you And he got an assist. Did you hold your United midfielders? No. You should have. No. I told everyone, what did I say last week? I said, Rashford and Bruno will probably get returns, and it's going to be <laughs> fool's gold. That's what I said. I don't know about that, man. So now anyone who had them going to keep them because, oh, here they go. Now they're going to be fired up. And everyone's just going to forget the garbage United that showed up the first two weeks and the garbage United that played the first half of this game. 
another injury thing that didn't happen until way after the fact, Luke Shaw, you find out that he's whatever his injury True. is. It's obviously yeah. significant enough that they're shopping around for a left back right now. So whatever, like they're talking about possibly bringing in uh, Regalon from Spurs. That's that's where they are right now. Uh, Dave, Bruno Fernandez, goal and assist, three bonus points, because that's what happens whenever he gets a return. He gets bonus points, uh, 12 points for the week for him. You're not going to be surprised to find this out, Dave. He's underperforming all of his stats again so far this season. One assist on four big chances created. Do you know how many big chances four is overall? Is he, is he second? Is number one. He's number He's one. He's number one for big chances created. Interesting. Three big chances to score himself. One goal. So he's got one goal, and it's on a and his even his xG is two. So we've already we talked. include penalties. Just the one penalty. But that's what he scored. It's a big chance considered a penalty. I don't think that's considered. I don't think it's. I don't think that's considered. What your stats look like, but. I don't think they do that. I can't say that for sure, though. Just hear me say that I'm not sure. <laughs> Ten total chances created, fourth overall in the league, tied with uh, Estupinian and, like we said, Pedro Neto. Uh, if Hoyland comes in and establishes any kind of like scoring ability or partnership or somebody that can finish a lot of these things... Yeah, that's a good point. Bruno could go over 200 points this season. Like... It's not just like everything is there already. That's what's been missing. Especially if he can like fall down in the box a lot. Did you see the then penalty? Fernandez will be in great shape. I heard a lot of people not. saying it was soft. It was. It was. It was a penalty, but it was soft. Okay. What about Rashford, Dave? You kept Rashford. Sold him. Two assists. I never owned. Uh, I never owned Fernandez, but I did own Rashford. One thing I, I and again, what sorry. did I again? What did I say last week? I said he'll probably point this week against Forrest, and I think it's fool's gold. You know, my favorite stat for Rashford is mm. is that he had two assists, but he created one chance. But I mean, he no, I know you get the FPL the, assist. I just well, think it's, I just yeah, think it's funny. The, uh, one thing about Fernandez that we hate, we didn't talk about is just how petulant he is. Yellow cards are going to be a problem for him. Like, continue to be a problem for him. Yeah. So you're losing points. Like. Yeah. Every week from him getting his whiny yellow he is card, a super crybaby. Every single every single week, and at some point he's gonna get he's going to get you know his, his obligatory ban. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. Bruno's leading the team in shots, shots on target. Uh, Rashford has taken more shots in the box than Bruno, uh, but Bruno's got three big chances to score. Like we said, he's in the top five for. Chances created, he's number one for big chances created. He's your leading midfielder scorer for Manchester United. Uh, Rashford actually has t- is tied on points with Casemiro. Uh, and Casemiro has got three big chances to score also compared to Rashford's two. If you're wild carding and you're picking one Manchester United midfielder, you couldn't possibly keep Rashford. Yeah, you would you would be picking Bruno Fernandez, and yeah. it's not particularly close. I, I agree. What do you own? Either one? I have Rashford, and I I and now, of course, I wish I didn't. Okay. I think he's going to be fine. I just and if and if he's playing on the left instead of playing centrally, which is what kind of what everyone do you was feel hoping, like owning one of them is necessary? I think you should own Bruno. 
because they're going to get the stupid penalties. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you probably should have him. It should be Sokka, Bruno, and three other people that you like. That's, that's, to me, that's the way I would, I would do it. I don't, the schedule's okay, but to me, they're, they're, they are quality, you know, in a way that you would just say, shouldn't matter what the opponent is. They have the quality to take on whoever. So, at Arsenal, what are you expecting for them to do against your guys, other than not score a goal? Not score a goal. Okay. What are you lose re- three nothing? What are you really expecting Manchester United and Arsenal to look like? Arsenal to beat them three nothing. Okay. That will be amazing. Will you take that bet? I'm pretty sure they did that last season. What's the bet? The bet is Travis. I mean, this would and be I would Travis and odds Dave. On this. Travis and Dave. The exact bet is Dave's scoreline for Manchester United Arsenal is three nil Arsenal victory. Travis, yes or no? <laughs> no. Dave. Yes. All right. Right. I, I'm winning so many bets. <laughs> right, I have to create right one that I'm going to lose. I cannot. I love win. that. Bet. I feel like this should be. If I'm right, this should be worth three though. It should be worth a three count. Do you accept count. these terms? A three count a, of a bet. Speci- a bet so specific that Dave is predicting That's a correct. three nil victory. If he gets it right, it's worth three bet wins. Yes. Uh, it w- th- it's like whose line is it anyways? The points don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So the yes. So the answer is yes. If Dave wins this bet, yes. it's worth three bet wins. Oh, you want to be the person who wins the most bets at the end of the season, don't you? Don't you poo-poo that? It's worth a really nice bottle of bourbon. That's that's exactly right. I would love for that to be the case. Uh, there's nothing there. There's not one other thing about this. Taiwo, except Nottingham Forest. Taiwo, seven I seven eat. six. Yeah. And yeah. you did you see the his goal? I did not. You saw his goal. I had my nose buried in Arsenal at that time. It was pure speed speed. and hustle. He just he outworked he outworked everybody and just yeah because he picked the ball up like basically at the halfway line yeah and And just just ran away (laughs) from anybody who could get him and Onana crapped his pants. (laughs) The Onana the I would say it's the sad part of being a professional on television and doing anything. He dove early. And I think everyone was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Is he driving a car? And so they memed him because of the way he was diving. Oh, it no. looked like he was sitting. And so they put him like he was in a little race car. Like that's the, that's the, the mentality of people these oh, days, which is very funny. But it's also, uh, it's also mockery of the highest. Taiwu 6'5". Somehow his price has not gone up. He's still only owned 2.9%. I would say that's one of the weirder stats the only the issue i guess that you run into is like alvarez is six five right alvarez's ownership is 9.5 percent, and he's in city's offense and he starts every match yeah so you know do you go with taiwu or do you go with alvarez do you go with visa or do you go with taiwu i will uh this time he took three shots instead of just one so he did score a goal on three shots instead of one shot. That's a that's a that's that's progress. That is better. This is exactly sure. what I'm talking about, though. Like when you have those options right in front of you, 
it's not that big of a jump if money also isn't as important, I don't think. Like, Travis can tell us why Darwin Nunez is, is uh, like, whatever is going on with him. Like, why you wouldn't just say Taiwo is 0.8 less than Darwin Nunez. Like, like Julian Alvarez was already, that was somebody, like, I seriously did consider the uh, a hit for Alvarez this week. Why in the world would I, I just, I just, to me, I'm like, why in the world would I go to Taiwo? What, do I want points? He keeps getting them. I know. But when is that going to dry up? It just feels like, how much more can he do it? Anyway. You should, you should build a team, your next wild card, of just teams that you described as us not considering anybody from. Get your Joe Anderson. Get your yeah, Taiwo. Okay. Get your... As a still qualifies because yeah, he's sure. on Crystal as Palace a, is on the down on the lower end. Come on, you, you got it. Morgan Gibbs White. Gibbs White got an assist. That's a guy. I know. I know. So there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Gibbs White was on the radar to start the season. He keeps being real good. I just wonder. I wonder if did Brandon Johnson play? He did. He didn't play long though. I think. He, I think he's done. I think he's done. I he's think yeah. I think he might be. Yeah. Him. He might be going to Spurs. It, and honestly, he looks like he wants to. Yeah, I wouldn't. Matter. No, no, he did. He, he started. He started. He, he started. He, he, he did. He, he didn't play. He didn't play the whole game though. Yeah, he's been coming out fairly frequently like that. So, either coming on late or leaving early. So, and I hope he takes that kind of big energy to Spurs. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Brighton one, West Ham three. You should have led with this one. This was yeah was exactly. A game. I think I tried. No, that was Liverpool, Newcastle. You guys shut me down. This game was. A, this, uh, what? I have a stat for this one. Oh, bring it. Yeah. Bring the mind. thunder. Bring the thunder. Blew my yeah. mind. Let's hear it. Yeah, give me a break. Brighton had the most touches in an opposition in an opposition box by a losing team uh, since Manchester City's seventy-nine touches against Man- Manchester United in December of two thousand and nineteen. Wow. Okay, how many touches do you think they had in the opposition box? So it's the most since 79 in the box. 79? I don't believe that. Yeah. Brighton had 65. I would say 52. 68 Ah! touches in the box. Wow, Brian. I I can't even believe that. 68 touches in the opposition box, and they still lost. Peter Drury said it at one point, like especially when they were as they were getting further behind, kind of like the the question for the team how how did we get behind because they had yeah. so many good chances. Yeah, so Evan they Ferguson really did. had like five good chances to score himself. After a while, he just started just ripping it though, and everybody yeah. started to get frustrated. Uh, Webster got cooked this week. I cannot yeah. imagine Webster started. I mean, if he gets starts again for them, I guess whatever goalkeeper there is no goalkeeper. I think. Uh, so Jason Steele's not a thing, and then they brought Verbruggen, I think, is who started yeah. this match. So he's like not particularly good either. Steele, I think, will be back though, eh? After this? Surely. Maybe. Or they or they'll buy someone. Would you swap your Brighton, whatever Brighton midfielders you have, for West Ham midfielders? I'm not kidding. Dave, you have you brought in I have Sully, Sully March. March for this match. <laughs> On your not, wild card. I did not bring him in for this match. Oh, yes, you, uh, you did. Uh, 
No, I brought him it's in because I liked his performances. You, I thought you said you liked his forehead. No, I did not say no. anything about you his said forehead because he looked like a young, sprightly version of Greg Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out where you were going there. Look, yeah, I, I was hesitant to bring in Sully March. Like if Greg Kinnear was in the yeah. Tinkerbell universe, mm-hmm. he'd be like a little male. Yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, fairy for sure. Look, I, I, I hesitated I to bring sold, in March. Okay. I already sold my my. You had who? Matoma. Yeah, me too. And I, brought, not, and I brought Diaby. In. I'm I not, did not sell him. Though. I'm not selling. I'm not selling because Brighton. They don't care who they play. Did you watch this game? I did. All right. Did you see? There was a point in the second half. There was some. There was some shouts uh, rolling around out there, especially of, of course, especially from Brighton people about Matoma possibly getting taken down in the box, but a no call. Like I didn't really see much of anything about it. That's why I did not watch that point of the game and did not see anything. Couldn't find it anywhere. But there was in a lot of even game recaps, like the game feeds of you know, like BBC and stuff like that. Like kind of like the. Looks like that could have been something, and it turned into nothing. So, Matoma, like uh, Evan Ferguson, had one of the best. Uh, Ariola was unreal in this game. Nine saves for Ariola. Absolutely, probably the goalkeeper you should own more than anybody. Uh, is he on your wild card? He should be. I here. already owned him. I was gonna say uh, you should just start him. He's making a billion saves, um, but he kept Evan Ferguson out. Matoma, that was his big chance created. I mean, Matoma's numbers were awesome. He looked great in this game. They just couldn't finish their chances, and that was, I mean, they said that too. That was the difference between West Ham and Brighton in the game was clinicality. Is that a term? Yeah, and the thing about Brighton is Brighton is is very similar to Arsenal in that their midfield is stacked with offensive guys that move around very very quickly they're they're progressing the ball rapidly but they don't have a lot of finishers they don't have a a a cherry picker I mean, that's forward. what Evan Ferguson's supposed to be is he though he's too he's he's he more just, of a nine he, he he's just, big yeah he's a big boy you said he's, a finisher not, they don't have a finisher but, but i'm like a cherry some, picker somebody, finisher somebody to sit around the six when the the box is congested and find the ball and and you know, it goes in off their thigh. This is what Joao Pedro is supposed to be. Yeah, he's he's, he's not going to start, and that's exactly it. And he's he looked lively when he came on in the second half, yeah. but lively is worth zero points. He so, looked like he he still plays for Watford. I just like I it it's tough because now I think the the fire sale is a bit on for them because of Newcastle and Manchester United in the next two game weeks for, yeah. for Brighton. I think yeah. you see red and red or reddish and reddish. Yeah. After that, it's bored with Villa, but, Liverpool, Manchester City. So even then, you, I think you're like, you're basically saying I'm going to sacrifice their game against Bournemouth for all of those other not particularly good. They are matchups. fixture proof. I really do believe they are fixture proof. The problem is though, there are other midfielders with matchups that are that are more favorable, if you will. Yeah. Right? That's really what it comes down to. So, so when I'm looking at it and I'm wild carding, that's what I'm looking. at. I'm not saying okay, would I rather have this, you know, this Brighton midfielder versus somebody else? I'm looking at would I rather have these matchups versus these matchups? And at the end of the day, it really comes down to I, I want I want 
I mean, for for me, it ends up being Diaby. I want Diaby against you know Liverpool, who's going to start probably a 19 year old center back because Kunate is injured and and Van Dijk is is suspended. They're not getting and this then, one overturned. Right, and then Joe, Joe Gomez and a 19-year-old. Come on, seriously. Of course, yeah, I'll, I'll take them. Crystal Palace, which, to your earlier point, is is no walk in the park. And then Chelsea, who who are pretty leaky. Yeah. But, so, I mean, at the end of the day, Musi Diaby is playing out of his mind. I want him, not not Matoma. Yeah, I was going to well, – yeah, Villa, there's some numbers on that. But, uh, no, Dave – But why yeah. not Bowen? Why not Ward-Prowse? Well, no, but I, I think even – but I think that's the thing because Matoma in March, Matoma is what? Is he still over 50% at this point? Oh, like, my gosh. No, he's 43%. So he's still way up there. He looked – like he has. I mean, that's the thing. Like all the this match was all all of the numbers came from Evan Ferguson, Pascal Gross, and West Ham players. That was it. Everything else, like the all the offense, it was mostly Evan Ferguson shooting a lot. Pascal Gross was second, and then it was all the other Brighton players. Dunk was, I think, your was third. Mm-hmm. So like, it just to me, I feel like it was a. Brighton got smacked by an almost flawless West Ham counterattack. The goal that Jared Bowen scored, the touch to bring the ball to yeah. his foot, was one of the. I mean, it's a, it's like the beauty of really football. Good. It really was. Like just and and a guy who is like continuing to crush. Like you're not considering, you're not thinking about Bowen on. A wild card is it the is it the matchups nine two twelve is it the matchups after Luton? I love this is the West Ham of two years ago. That's not the West yeah. Ham last year. Last year was a blip. West Ham. This is starting to look like the West Ham from a couple years ago. It really does. Uh, they look really good. And honestly, that if I'm totally transparent, the only real West Ham player that I'm looking at is James Ward Prowse at this point. I I really wanted to try and find a way to work him in. I just, I really like the guys I've got. Can I, I give you a Jared Bowen argument? Let's hear it. Aside from his unreal goal, which was unreal. Not just a perfect, it was good. a perfect counterattack, but just the, everything about it was great. 23 points through three game weeks. So he's tied for third in midfielder scoring with Raheem Sterling. Also through game weeks, among midfielders, Jared Bowen is third for shots. He is second for shots on target. He is second for shots in the box. He is second with big ch- or three, three big chances of scoring uh, this so far. 18 touches in the box, which is tied for seventh. Jared Bowen's not just, like, to me, it's not just counterattack only. There is some volume there. It doesn't have to stay that way, but it's all, I mean, it's him. Like, James Ward-Prowse had a great, like, just the continuation of a play. Like, an amazing, a really good yeah. goal, really good return. He's going to take the free kicks. You know he's going to get the returns. But Ben Rama's playing well. That's the thing. Like, everybody in the front, like, they, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And that's what we said, I think. Didn't we say it last week? They know what they're doing. It's not like this is some, mm. like, losing Declan Rice. Yeah, like, that's a that's a big void. But, like... They it's have players who can, yeah. not they can't replace him directly, but like now with James Ward-Prowse like getting to really play for somebody mm-hmm. that can do something, I don't know, man. I I feel pretty, I feel bullish about them. So let me, let me ask you this then. So you're very high on Jared Bowen. 
Jeroboam seven, Sterling is seven. You taking Bowen or you taking Sterling? Great question. Great. If I have great, to pick one, because I I do I do have to pick one. If I have to pick one, I'm picking Sterling because Sterling. Same. Is are you serious? Sterling's in my heart. What do you want me to do? So is Bowen. Not the same way. Unbelievable. Raheem Sterling <laughs> carried me. Raheem Such Sterling a great carried question. me through some of my darkest FPL moments. I know. I know you're you're deep. I have a I have blindness for Sterling in a way that I don't have for many other players. Oh, so you you, you do own Sterling? I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, you know why? Because I got suckered like everyone else into buying Phil Foden. Oh, oh, I see. And there was no way. There is no way. If you went to Sterling this week, that is... Yeah, you know who did? Do you see who did? John McGinn. So John McGinn... John McGinn's Were got you going to talk about info. that? No, I didn't know. John McGinn... Well, we hadn't got to Villa yet. Well, when we get there, we can talk about how John McGinn brought in Raheem Sterling and captained him. You want to be a good FPL manager? You manage like John McGinn. Wow. I'm wow. saying that if it was like I, I don't, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think I would have done it. Never in a million years would I have expected that, especially when I'm selling Mo Salah last week to bring in someone. I want to be able to match the pedigree, and City can match the pedigree. That's it. Burnley 1, Villa 3. The villains keep that train rolling. 5.70 XG for Aston Villa. Well, from open play, I should say. But they're second best. Second highest. And then they've scored the second most goals. I mean, only from open play. Only Brighton's got more. So Either one of you own Matty Cash. <laughs> Come on, man. Matty Cash. The, the only two, one. Hold on. Don't say it yet. 10% owned. That's way higher than I would have expected. Matty Cash from Villa at a 4.5 turns in a performance uh, like he's never seen before. before I feel like we, he's before. done this before. Two goals? 17 yeah, fantasy remember, points. Remember his, remember his no. double game week magic from last season? He had one of those double game weeks where he was the highest scoring player. Yeah, I guess But they I didn't do. do anything after that. Yeah, that figures. It's not. I mean, he, it's not impossible. It's just you, you weren't buying this. Negative one six seventeen. Yeah, first three weeks. So we talked about. Hey, I, look, I talked about Luca Dean last week. He got an assist here, but Cash blew up. So it's not. But I mean, they hey. have Liverpool again. Again, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. I mean, come on, that's. That's fine. It's not great. I just think attacking wise, this is why I just I I feel like prioritizing attacking players isn't going to let you down this season. I, I, He's I, in the box. Matt Cash? Like Udagi. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, Chilwell? Well, also you look and you're like, oh man, he's the number one defender for shots this season. He's taken eight. And then you realize, oh, he took six of them yesterday. <laughs> so that's not really an argument necessarily for him, to your point, Travis, uh, the first two weeks. The Newcastle game, I think... We should just kind of draw, like, we should just strike yeah. through that one and just say, forget I that agree. one game. It was not, it wasn't that. 5-1 was wrong. Um, maybe it shouldn't have been, maybe it could have been 2-1 or 3-1 or whatever, but it was not 5-1. Matty Cash owned in our mini league by Elliot Weeby. Nice and job. He, 
This is why he's outmanaging. He certainly and will he's, outmanage he's, all of us one day. Well, he's he I mean, would definitely outmanage his Scott. Father. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But yeah, kudos to him. I just want to give him a shout out. So he had cash in in the game. If you have a reason to do this, Travis, like you said, it's Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton in your next four for Villa. Okay, goals there, not clean sheets. So yeah, that's true. D- Dean. Uh, to me, can do it again. Matty Cash, is he going to score goals? Probably not, but who knows? You never know what you're going to get. I just would prioritize attackers there. Game week eight, read them out. Go ahead. Starting in game week eight for Aston Villa. Travis, go. Game week eight. Dave, read I got game it. Week I'm eight. all on. I, I cannot it. believe it took game you Game week long. eight. Uh, read this. Wolves. West Ham. Luton. Nottingham Forest. Keep going. Fulham. Spurs. Bournemouth. Look at Man that. I mean, from game week eight, where's a bad where's a bad match in there? I mean, West Ham's tough. Spurs, I guess you're not counting on a lot, but there's yeah, goals there. There's, yeah, there's there's a good three or four matchups there. Yeah, for sure. I just think that's a that's a week where you're like, okay, so like I said, when is like when Diaby, when is Diaby or Bailey in the midfield? You oh, like Diaby. You're not buying long. Leon Bailey. Buy You're never buying Bailey's. Leon no. Bailey. You Stop love, saying you it. love Leon Bailey. No, I don't. Bailey. No. Stop saying it. You have a I love Leon Bailey t-shirt. I do not. What about Watkins? I he, will. Uh, he is doing his best Christian Benteke in assisting instead of scoring. Right I will now. have a Hyungman Sun t-shirt before the end of this season. But okay. I will not have a Leon Bailey t-shirt before okay. the end of this right. season. What about Ollie? I don't hate it. His it's price just, hasn't dropped yet. 23.8% owned, he, and he's the assist guy. It just feels as boring of a forward pick as you can possibly have, and I don't want to spend that much. Yeah. To me, it, it just... 8 It's too that much. That is pretty high for what you're getting. It's too much for assists. But you would say after... He's not the guy doing it. Until he goes on a run like he had last season, where, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to have to have him and hold him. Okay. And he's gonna have to go like when they get when they get to Brighton, like maybe he scores against Brighton and you're like, Oh well, maybe now I can jump on that train. But I feel like before that the the fixtures turn in their favor, you could easily go three Villa players in game week eight and you're probably gonna be doing fine. Sheffield one city two. You forgot to say that John McGinn brought in Raheem Sterling. And captained him this week. You already said all that. Yeah, but it was supposed to be in the re- villa segment. Yeah, but I didn't need to rehash it. <laughs> all you right, did well. it all. Uh, Erling misses a pen, gets a pen. Uh. Jack Grealish assist. None of that matters because everyone captained him. Sheffield saves it late, gets an amazing goal to bring it to a draw 1-1. And then sure enough, three minutes later, Rodri assisted by Foden, fall down Phil, who doesn't start the game. Yeah. Rodri gets, and by the way, the fact that Foden gets an assist that as it glanced off of him and he wasn't he even pantsing it, it was the Martinelli assist. He was setting, uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. No, 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 no way that, worse. It was worse. Way, way worse. worse because he was setting it out so he could take a shot. Brian, Rodri ends up with him. another goal. Yeah. And of all silly things, Rod, Rodri is has two goals yeah. in the first three matches. And wow. it's just, it it seems like you would probably put him on two or three goals for the entire year. Yeah. And he's got two in the first three games. Is this an anomaly 
or is this worth a, you know, phase 5.7? People are buying it. Well, the quote that's out there, Dave, you'll be happy to know. It's uh, more than one place. I'm going to credit uh, Late Riser for giving this one. Uh, just talking about uh, uh, Rodri talking about this week, how uh, I'm trying to find the quote exactly, but I will give you the gist of it, which is basically, oh, there it is. Yes, that when Gundo and De Bruyne were there, uh, Rodri said they played much higher than me, so I needed to be behind to cover them. But now with Mateo, I can get forward more. So he's basically His credit- roles changed. He's basically crediting, well, crediting Kovacic being there, and the and then the way that they, I mean, I just feel like the way they, they, take turns they boss their forward. midfield behind him, he doesn't okay. have to he doesn't have to stay behind as much. Okay, so, so when I, when so I, yeah, can he can he he can certainly surpass his previous season's total. I would rather own Rodri than Foden. Okay, easily, I would agree with that. You At should five you, seven right now. Yeah, absolutely. No, just the fact that he's going to start. Fall down, Phil. That's true when, too. Brian, when when he didn't start, I was like, "This surprise." The guy sitting in this chair, absolutely no surprise. I was not surprised. Yeah, and I know it did surprise a whole lot of people. It surprised a whole lot of people. Although the news was out there ahead of the match uh, that there was an illness, so they already knew. Like I said, it was it was too late to do anything about it. But that he, it was known ahead of time that he didn't, tra- he traveled separately. So mm. even uh, Alex, the, the Manchester City guy said ahead of the match, he traveled separately. Here's what I think is happening. He, he got an illness, was told t- to not travel with the team, obviously to avoid infecting anybody else with whatever he had. That depending on his fitness and depending on what they needed from him, he wouldn't start, but would be available to play if they needed him. And he was. So Foden, the the news came out afterwards. Uh, Foden had a gastroenteritis like illness, wasn't fully fit to play the whole game, was not an issue of tactically. They didn't like the way he was going to set up. It was entirely down to illness, but Rodri is the, yeah, you're right. It's hard to argue because he's not just your top. He's not just your best city midfielder. He's your highest scoring mid city player. So, uh, I think it was, I think it was FPL Goat, I believe. I want to credit the guy, but just talked about how in the last like ten game weeks, like Salah has, uh, eighteen points, and 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 Holland has nineteen or something like that. One of them is considered essential, and the other one is a considered a must sell. <laughs> and I'm just like. Yeah, it kind of feels like that in Holland. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, super unlucky. And I don't know how else to say it. I mean, the guys here, eight shots, three shots on target. He had a big chance to score in, or three big chances to score. I'm sorry. So three big chances to score. So how many times is Holland going to not bury two of those? Feels like in the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's just not. I'm not. You're not doing anything about it. You're not moving him on. You know who else led the led the everybody this week in shots? Mm. Julian Alvarez. Big chance to score three shots on target. I just feel like it was. A, I don't know what to say. Just an odd, an odd city performance. And I, Dave, I know you're gonna hate to hear this. 
I wonder how different it would have been if Phil Foden didn't have gastroenteritis. There's always something with fall down, Phil. <laughs> Everyone hopes for the best, and it just never happens. There's always something. He's either chasing down uh, girls in the nightclub, getting sick, Boo. or just falling down Boo. in the box. That's Grealish. Uh, is it? Yeah, I guess. They're basically the same guy. Don't worry about it. Look, what city players did you bring in on your wild card, Dave? I have Alvarez and Ederson. Oh, you have Alvarez? I do. Oh, nice. I do. Okay, so you were furious. I was absolutely furious. furious. And not only you were furious. Horribly (laughs) unlucky. You already said I was horribly unlucky. Alvarez owners. Yeah, because they scored. Horribly unlucky. And Ederson. they gave up a goal. Gosh. That's the, aren't you going to count on that? I feel like you can count on that multiple times the rest of the I can't wait to just. Count on being furious. Who uh, Manchester City players are on your wild card, Travis? Zero. Just Holland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No extra City players. No, I mean, you can't really count on any of them at this point, other than Ederson and maybe Rodri, who is joint top top scoring midfielder. Would you take Rodri or would you take your guy JWP? Ooh. you guys should do. You one, guys boy. should do a JWP Rodri bet for the next I, like five or six I, weeks. Or I like, like both that. those actually. I, honestly, I I don't think you could go wrong with both of those guys. My gut says to trust JWP more. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Brian's thing of well, Kovacic is there, so he's able to cover, and I can get forward more. Yeah, they're trading off. It's just he's that's not. Yeah, but Rodri scores goals. He has shown that he scored goals. So does, Kovacic, so does no, no, don't even try to say that. Are you serious right now? Kovacic, Kovacic. Oh, not Kovacic. I'm talking uh, uh, James Ward-Prowse. Oh, he no, scores goals. yeah. Well, duh, that's my guy, dude. Don't be stupid. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that bet. Uh, that's hard to Well, I, I just I don't know. One. It's too close. Yeah. I agree. It's too close. The 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 Rod the Rodri thing has too many too many asterisks around it. Um, but I'm interested. I'm really interested because it, this might be something where he gundawans his way into fantasy relevance. Yeah, I mean, right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in the beginning of the season, we're never talking Gundawan, and he's the next thing you know, there. in the middle of the season, no, we're there. owning Gundawan for City. You know what I'm saying? So it just seemed like. You know, that might be something that uh, we need to consider. We're going to be saying it. You could might as well just make it the subheader for the <laughs> podcast for the rest of the season. You can construct a team of really good, useful players for, at all levels for well under 100. And I feel like that'll just yeah. stay like that for a long time because you're always going to have players who are now you've got players easily under six or six and a half. Yeah, that you can go to quickly, who are who are very good, mm-hmm. and so. But it's just it's going to be the allure of the top top, the, you know, the so called top clubs because they're still not priced in a way that makes them. No one's inaccessible. You, you the the only way you are going to run into money problems is if Trent Alexander Arnold becomes a thing. That is the only way that you will uh, to me. Because that's the biggest leap from somebody like. Because you, likely you're not going to be getting rid of 
someone like Chilwell to do that. When Newcastle have great fixtures, it's not somebody like it's not somebody like uh, it's not uh, Trippier that's going to be sacrificed for that. You're going to be going from somebody who's probably five or less to try to find a way to get up to Trent. How far away are we from that? We can talk about that in the Liverpool segment. I'm just saying, like, other than like even Salah and Holland together, there's still so many options. You can still put together a decent team, even like no matter what you're, what you know, no matter what budget you're working with. Newcastle one, Liverpool two. Newcastle in this match goes up on 25th minute from an, a mistake from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Anthony Gordon takes it, slots in a fine goal. A few minutes later, three minutes to be exact, Captain Virgil chops down Isak as he makes his <laughs> way into the box. Right now. It's fine. We Everyone can see it. It was a chop down. And uh, Virgil gets a red card, why which Virgil, sets the tone for the rest Virgil, of the season, why or did the, rest Virgil, of the, the rest of the game. Why did Virgil kick his legs out so violently? A great question. I mean, he kicked through it like he was trying to, like he was trying It was to the cut. clumsiest tackle I think I've ever seen that, that professional make. It honestly looked like he thought he was going to be able to get the ball without touching his foot, and he was wrong. He just did. All that being said, Liverpool goes into the half being down 1-0, down to 10 men. They had to make changes. Gomez comes on. Uh, Diaz comes off. And I didn't see the end of this game, Travis. Tell me how this ended. Uh, it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was Liverpool fine. wins 2-1. Yes, Travis, tell us about this Darwin Nunez fellow. Never heard of him. Did, did no, he come he- on at half? No. Or he come on late. No, he came on later. But the, there was there was a, a I was catching a series fish of, this time. There was Sorry. a series of of substitutions um, that progressively changed the game. Um, but uh, the bottom line being that a coffee. Yeah, what are you what are you doing there? Finish your thought, and I have something to say. Brett, <laughs> <laughs> you're a little worried. Go ahead. Um. No, so obviously they bring on obviously Gomez um, at the thirty second, thirty third minute, which is right after um, the red card. But then they make two substitutions at the fifty eighth, um, and Nunez is, is not one of those. They bring Gakpo off, Endo off for Elliot and Jada, or Joda, depending on you know what your flavor is. Um, and then they bring on um, uh, Nunez and Kwanza at the seventy seventh minute. Who? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm not trying to be no, like weird here. So they bring Matip off, and they bring a kid on for his debut. In a at that point, a game. Gerald Kwanza. Gerald Kwanza, local lad, comes on, and right after they make that change, in the 77th minute, four minutes later, Nunez scores the scores the equalizer. It, it, pretty insane. Pretty insane. Um, was it? Uh, it was. They they. It was a fortuitous. It was a bounce a little bit on the, on the first, first one. Yes, yeah. on the first, but um, down the right channel, um, and he he finished a goal that uh, no one expected him to finish because he was because he never he finishes. Was, but good he for never him. Never finishes because it wasn't. They were these aren't easy shots. These are from good good ways away against Nick Pope. 
and he's hitting them right into the side netting. It was pretty awesome. And then again, in the in extra time, ninety plus three, he does the exact same thing, almost a carbon copy. I was gonna say, great pass from Salah. Excellent Less, pass. No, no lucky bounce needed. Yeah, this excellent time. build up. Exactly the same pass, and he loses his crap. I mean, it was it was it was it was pretty intense. The the entire game was pretty intense. I was not expecting the second goal, um, but Newcastle rolled over. Um, they, they sounds they, like Newcastle I mean, got, brought some, off, got some growing up to brought off Isak, Gordon, and Tonali in the seventy second minute, and five minutes later they scored. We scored. They scored the equalizer. Wow. Eddie Howe and, just being right. He, he drank from the stupid bucket. Well, then he brings Joe Linton off right after the equalizer. You don't want to do that. You never want to bring off Joe Linton. Because Although he was, he was questionable play. anyway, but he was past fit. Well, they ended up starting him, so I'm sure that was there was probably some management. Well, there. then you mentioned earlier Sven Botman got injured in the 87th minute, Doesn't so they take him off and bring Matt Target on, and ultimately that you know again five minutes later, score the goal. So uh, I don't know how much of this was. Liverpool playing well and how much of this Newcastle just capitulating because the game shifted drastically, drastically. Once those substitutes started coming in, Mm. things started ticking over a little bit differently because I mean, first half, you look at just, just straight possession. First half possession was 53 to 46, uh, Newcastle. Second half possession was, Oh, 65, 34, Newcastle. And it turned quickly, quickly uh, when it did. So, anyway, it's all to say. It was a wild match. It was one that you need to go back and watch. Uh, make sure that you check that red card event. And let your brother know exactly what you Well, I saw that. It. I just didn't see the second half. I saw the first yeah. half. It was good. This uh, this Liverpool analysis brought to you by South Street Brewing Company's Satan's Pony, an absolutely mm. perfectly colored and balanced amber ale. South Looks Street like Brewing, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. Uh, try Satan's Pony if you can get your hands on it wherever you uh, buy your beverages. Is that what you were holding out for? <laughs> Travis, second thing... Uh, Second, th- yes, I just want to talk about how beautiful the color of Saints Pony is. Uh, second thing, good. Dave, congratulations on winning your first bet this season. Uh, oh, Alexander Isak finishes with zero goals. Yes, thank you. Uh, the Ooh. bet was whether it was uh, over or under one and a half in the matches between uh, or Liver- uh, City and, New- or and Newcastle Liverpool. against Manchester City and Liverpool. Alexander Isak finishes with zero goals in both of those matches, just one shot. For Isak against your guys, Travis, but he did get Virgil a straight red, so it wasn't a total loss. I mean, he would have he would have scored there. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think he okay. would have. I um, mean, Allison plays. He's it, Allison's the pretty best. good. Sometimes, yeah, he's yeah. very I mean, very good. Well, I mean, he might have. I mean, legitimately might have had the save of the season when all th- when all is said and done. It was an unbelievable save. Uh, and Eddie Howe said he's never seen a save better than that. Yeah, Elmeron save. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's unbelievable. How they came out, I have no idea. But So, Travis, Darwin Nunez, uh, 41 total minutes of match play so far. If he keeps this up, he might get to play a full match's worth of minutes by mid-September. <laughs> uh, was this the turnaround? Or was this just the uh, like the ideal outcome in like the worst possible situation, and we're you're just going to go right back to what it was? 
Um, Has he earned it here? He's is he your most dynamic player other than Salah? He has to be, right? I don't know. Luis Diaz is pretty pretty special. Before he came off, Luis Diaz uh, took on four guys and flicked a shot off the outside of his right boot and almost caught Nick Pope off guard. It's like Eze. Um, right? <laughs> Only better because he plays in a red jersey. Um, oh. So, I mean, all that to say, I mean, it was it was very unexpected, very out of the blue, just made it out of all of himself. So I, I would say from uh, that, maybe, probably not. Okay. Um, bottom line is, though, Nunez has, is very, very raw and has a lot of work to do. And this is, I think, the fruit of the work that he's been doing. He A lot has been made about his inability to communicate with the coaches and his teammates um, because of the language barrier. And coming back from the summer, one of the biggest things that happened was all of a sudden he understood stuff. Um, he'd worked so hard and continues to work hard on learning English um, so that he's serviceable at understanding what directions are being given to him. The other thing on Darwin Nunez that I found extremely he, interesting. He watched The Matrix. He watched The Matrix. That's, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, no, the thing that, that uh, I think oh, surprised oh. me the most was, um, do you know what he attributes this turnaround to, Darwin Nunez? Um, when asked, do you know what he attributed this to? What uh, Tom Brady's uh, miracle health water. That's very close. That is very close. Really? Um, he attributed it to a phone call that he had with Marco Bielsa. Oh, nice. Who who went through some of his game film for him and told him what he was doing wrong and what he could do better. And he entered into this match with that information and applied it immediately. And it it paid off. Is he on your wild card team? He's not. Are you I, thinking about it? No, because I don't know that he'll actually see the pitch. Um, I think, I think, Diogo comes off. Nunez goes in until he doesn't do something, then he will be subbed off. Diogo will come back in, and he'll probably score when he comes back in. Jota's a better player than Darwin Nunez. We can all agree. Uh, he's a better own right now. No, like in terms of real life football, what Jota offers you comprehensively is better than what Darwin offers you. Yes or no? I think it's apples and oranges. Okay. I think it's apples and oranges. It's like it's like uh, you know. Yeah, because one guy scores goals and the other one typically doesn't. <laughs> so you're right. That would be apples That's and oranges. Apples roll weird. Oranges roll straight. That's right. Jota Jota rolls them into the goal. Yeah. Darwin usually no, hits the I post. Just, I'm, In I'm, this look, match, he doesn't. Good for I'm him. saying Darwin's preseason made him a. At least you had to think about it. Then you realize game week one. All right, the preseason. This is why preseason doesn't matter for certain people. Darwin goes exactly to and no, a, not a thought. And then he comes in and does this. That's why I'm just like, it. He's a he's a top five forward transfer in. Are people stupid or are people? I mean, is this really? Is this like? It's is this Liverpool the best risk reward are, dice no, roll you can have? It's just Liverpool fans okay. who are who are hot on it. He's going to turn around. He's is this is what he needed. The floodgates are going to open. He's chaos. Which I want. I want to like it. I, I would like to be on record I, as saying I want to like this. And I, I want I, it to happen too. But I'm just realistic in saying okay. that he's just he's not. Don't there. He's temper close. expectations so that I don't oh, do no. something. 
let's be honest. You don't need me to temper your expectations. All right, all right. I'm just, you, I just you want to You have a lot of things you want to do that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. want to do this near as bad as you want to do all yeah, those other things. <laughs> boy, do I want a wild card right now. Just do it. Get uh, your Joachim Anderson and your Pedro Neto. I can't believe how... And your Taiwo. I can't believe what a non-consideration Liverpool defensively has gone. Oh, man. It is bizarre. They don't even have enough people to put on the field if they want to. Anything else we need to discuss in this match? Anything else pop? They credited Jota for an assist. You're happy about that, Dave, right? You you kept him, didn't you? Did they really? Yeah, they credited him with an assist on the the first Darwin goal because they said... Even though it was a deflection, it was still it was that int- the, the old intent yeah. the intention of the pass. My my score was so low this week. I think even... I just didn't even notice. I'm sorry. Actually, Jota's in my first bench spot. He oh, wasn't even so in the matter. game. All right. I had an inkling or whatnot that he wasn't going to be playing. Thank goodness you put him ahead of Udagi. You definitely and... did not want to have his points near your team. Uh, I don't think there's anything else because you're not. There's there's nothing compelling here. You're keeping Salah. I would like you to. That's the thing. I I feel like you need to justify to the world is is five five five. I mean, the bottom line is he he's perfectly worth the twelve point five billion dollars you're spending on him. Um, it's he hasn't justified selling at this stage. Again, I go back to his history the past three seasons. He's going to score points. He is scoring points. Why would I? Why would I sell him? History and present say it's just going to keep getting better. He is he is underperforming, Dave. I mean, he but he's are, is he off penalties? Mm, I don't think he he he's on the borderline of being off penalties, but I don't think he is yet. We all don't right. know if he is yet. I mean, he's doing all the stuff. Stat lines exactly what you want from him. I just. Again, I feel like we were here in the same spot last season. Like, he, we talked about what he did in preseason, how many assists he had. He's kind of carrying that over. He is. It's not what you want him for, and it's not what we wanted him for last season. But he, no. but he did that last season too. So, I he's think consistent. He comes, I think he comes good. He's not going to Saudi, right? No, I mean his his agent came out straight away and said no. David so, Ornstein's uh, suggestion on NBC Sports this past weekend was uh, groundwork for next summer because he'll only have a, a year, year left. left. Yeah, it's possible. It's okay. wholly possible. And honestly, at his age, even though he is performing well, it's probably not a bad move, especially if they overpay for him. I, I don't think anybody would be too too miffed to see him go for a big number. I miss Sadio Mane. Who? So does Bayern Munich. Come on, dude. All right. Um... Just to let everyone know, by the time you hear this, you already know it, but price rises happened tonight. James Ward-Prowse went up. Ederson went up. Madison went up. And I transferred Madison in before that price rise earlier. So Sterling went up. Uh, Cash went up. Sterling. Did Sterling go up? Sterling, was he already at 7-1? Yeah. Uh, he was not. And Buemo went up. Sterling still at a seven one. He did not go up tonight. He was at seven. He, he was up. at seven. Mm-hmm. I thought you said he was not at seven. He was not at seven one. He was uh, okay. He was, in my face. Yeah, yeah. So he he went up and Buemo went up. Matty Cash went up. Madison went up. Okay. A lot of guys went up. Yeah. A lot of action. I, think, Brian. I still think he should have waited. I know. I mean you're right. Your point's valid, but I saw that he was gonna go up. 
I have enough starters, so if he doesn't play, it's not going to kill me. So, but was, he he's been was... wicked hot. I mean, I, I hate it, but Madison's been wicked hot. I was, and I love his cheekiness with the Bournemouth. Did anyone see that clip of? Yep. When no. He was going over to take a corner kick, and the Bournemouth crowd was just giving just giving it to him, and then he goes to the corner kick ball and he rolls it off of the line, and the Bournemouth crowd goes, "Oh!" You know, and then he looks up and just laughs at him because he. He just moved it back. He was just messing with them. Does that, does that make like he oh, just makes sense? He rolled it off anyway, so he got a good. And then the crowd loved it. The crowd really got a good kick out of it. So That's it was. You say. It was good sportsmanship. He's there. a cheeky bugger. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me say it once. He's heard me say it a thousand times. Brian, Brian, one last thing here. Tottenham plays Fulham in the EFL Cup, so I don't expect them to start their real starters in the game. But it isn't a. It isn't a nobody team. The Tottenham play. Right, that's so right. So by the time you hear this, you'll know who Ange decided to start against Fulham in the EFL Cup. Big Ange to you. I bet I bet James gets the day off. I wonder. If he's carrying something, he definitely gets a day off. I mean, it's it's I gonna be Oliver Skip time. The person who needs to play for them is Richarlison. Richarlison one hundred percent needs to start. I in don't that know. Game. He's just he's he's too busy pouting. He just really he needs really to, needs to furrow that brow to do even something. even further down. Son to... needs to get firing. But other than that, yeah. that's I just I I would want to know. I would want to see. Uh, I want to see some training on Thursdays. That's what I want to see. Yeah, no doubt. All right, gentlemen, well done. We made to, we made it to the end of the pod. Covered everything, uh, and no, of course, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Travis has one last thing. Friday, Friday September first. Friday, September first is your next deadline for your team. Oh yeah. There's important. another Let's, Friday match. Another Friday match. Good, good job getting that. Remember in. that. Friday, September first. Who's uh, West Ham and who? Luton. Luton. Yeah. Luton at Luton's home. got Luton. another Friday match. Luton's first home match. Are they doing that on purpose? I do not know. To help them out. Somehow or something with their stadium. I know nothing about Interesting. it. Interesting for the FPL America podcast. Wait, you can't end the podcast like that. There's got to be some other kind of thing we got to talk about, Captain. I mean, but no. Who'd one... you do? Who'd you do in your transfer? You, I, I showed you out your... Madison in, and you're on a wild card. Wild so card. You haven't nailed your stuff down yet. I've already Pretty done close. exactly the opposite of the thing I say that matters. I I sent out <laughs> Luke Shaw to bring in Gusto. I okay. did it during the match on uh, during the Chelsea Luton match. I just don't think Gusto's going to continue Gustoing. I, th- I I think the Chelsea guys. We're getting blown up by the Luton. Uh, I should so say we'll we see. spent not, not we, a we spent all that time talking about Eddie and Kedia, and Eddie left the match with a knee injury, and he's currently fifty uh, percent. He's uh, uh, currently will be assessed, so I should just say that too. Mm. You, like you got either way, Jesus came in as a sub. I was going to say you got, he'll be starting next match. You got so. Jesus. Uh, there's got to be some other thing, Dave. You know, Dave is tired. He's done. There's no other thing. I am tired. And we are long in the tooth, as they say, on this pod. The FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.